Let's look at something quite fascinating today. The question being, how does the doing of an Avera affect the soul? If we do something wrong, how does it, apart from the tzchar and the onesh, the reward and punishment, does it affect us in some way? So what we deal with first is the, um, there's a famous Gemara in Yuma Daflamid Tesamud Aleph, where the Gemara says the following, Tana Debe Rabbi Ishmael, Averam betamtemet libo shel adam. So Rabbi, Tana Debe Ishmael says, an Avera does do something. It causes harm to a person. It's not just that if you do something wrong, there's the punishments meant in the Torah. It actually damages a person. It's metamtemet libo shel adam. What does metamtemet libo shel adam mean? Says Rashi, otemet vesotemet mikol chokhmah. It blocks the channels of wisdom. It actually affects one's, one's capacity for wisdom. It doesn't mean one's, capa- one's mental capacity. You can be brilliant and you can do mathematics and you can do. But Chochma, to really understand wisdom, that, that is blocked through the, the doing of an Avera. It says, and you should not become Tomei through doing Averas. And if you do Venitmetem, it's written without an Aleph, Altikra Venitmetem, Ela Venitamtem, but you will become Metumtam, which is a modern Hebrew word, Metumtam. But what does Metumtam mean in, in Hebrew? Well, it means a little crazy. So Metumtam in the Gemara means the channels of Chochma are blocked. That's the definition. When you say somebody is Metumtam, that means, the, in terms of Gemara language, that means, according to Rashi, the channels of Chochmah are blocked. Uh, because Chochmah has to flow. And if the channels are, are, are blocked, then there isn't a flow of Chochmah in that person. And that comes from doing Averis. So if that's the case, then it shouldn't make a difference whether you do it B'Shogeg or B'Mezid. If there's a capacity in the Avera itself, you eat something treif, that it should be, that it has a, an almost physical impact on the person, then it shouldn't matter if you did it b'shogeg, you did it b'mezid. The fact is, you ate this poisonous thing, this thing which poisons chokhmah. So what difference does it make? But our Mishnah isn't like that. Mishnah at the bottom of Ayin Aleph on the base says, Shechato v'nimtza balmu. Boom. You shech the korban Pesach, Erev Pesach on Shabbos. Which is okay, except you find the animals a balmum afterwards. It can't be brought as a korban Pesach. So your shechita was useless. Which means you shech it on Shabbos. You slaughtered an animal on Shabbos. Chayev. You chayev a korban chatos for that. That's an issue. Shechatov and imtza trefa besete potter. If you shecht it and you find that internally there's a disease which causes the animal to be a trefa, you check the lungs and you find the animal is a trefa, potter, you're potter. Shechatov and odash shemashku abalim et yadam o shemetu o shenitmu. If you shechted this animal and afterwards you find the owners have withdrawn from the animal, they've joined another group, or the owners have died, or they've become Tomei, so this animal has nobody to eat it. So now it shouldn't have been shechted. Nevertheless, you potter. Here the Gemara, the Mishnah adds the, the comment, because you shechted with permission, you were entitled to shecht, says the, says the Mishnah. What does Rashi say? Uh, um, it's a shogeg and not an onus. You should have checked it out before to see if it was a balmum. Um, but if you find that the owners have, have withdrawn or died, you didn't know that that was the case. You didn't have to check. Why didn't you have to check? You're allowed to rely on a chazoka, status quo. If something... 
if you know a situation, you can assume, and you don't have any event to change the situation, you can assume the situation is as was, status quo. That's a chazoka. That's what a chazoka is. You're entitled to assume that. Even though if you would check, you might find, if you went around and asked all the balim, are you sure you're in, are you committed, you could, you could double check. You don't have to do that. The last you heard, they were in. So you don't have to go, you don't have to go checking and therefore you shaft the birishu. Says the native, that's why it adds here, the earlier case, it wasn't possible to know that there was something wrong with the lang of the animal. Yeah, it would be possible if you asked them, you just didn't have to. And that's why it's, that's why it adds So we have four different levels. We have a level of bemazid. You do an avera bemazid deliberately. You can have a shoge. You do an avera by mistake. You have a, a level of onus, where you, shogeg says Rashi, is you could have checked. Onus, either you couldn't have checked, or the last case is, you're not expected to check. Could have checked, but you're not expected to check. Those are the different levels. Onus, you're potter. Shogeg, you're chayev. That means if you're shogeg, there's something to do kapora for. And as we understand in the Mishnah, in the Gemara and Chagiga, because it's metamtam, it does something to you, even if it's beshogeg. If it's Beshogeg, it does something, something to you. Why not Beonis? Why are you Potter when you did something Beonis? The fact, understand, you don't get punished for it. But still, Kapora, still, you've done something, you've eaten treif. Uh, the treif is inside you. Don't you have need to do some kind of Kapora for the treif that you've eaten, even though it was honest? There's no way you could have known it was treif. So let's go through this in, in, in a little bit more detail. Um, the, the Gemara goes on to say in Chagiga, the Gemara goes on to say, the famous Tanur Abon, the famous Brighter, If you just do a little bit of Tumah, the Tumah expands. If you start doing Tumah a little bit down here, then from above it comes. You cause Tumah in this world, there's Tumah in the world to come. If you, on the other hand, if you mekadesh yourself a little bit, you sanctify yourself a little bit, you just make an effort, Hashem helps you go much further. If you do it down below, so both in Kedusha and in Tuma, what we do here gets expanded by, by the Rebbeinu Shalom. Says Rashi, what does it mean? That um, it, it adds, Metamin or Toh Harbe, Menichim or Toh Litame Harbe. Says Rashi, the Rebunisham, that allows you to continue doing, being Metame yourself. You can continue being defining yourself, and your Chokhmah gets more and more blocked. Rashi is clearly trying to, to answer a Kasha that the Zohar asks. The Zohar asks in Parshish Tzav, Daf Lamadala from Udbeis. The, the Zohar says, I understand if you do something of Kedusha, Hashem gives you more Kedusha from above. But if you do something of Tumah, it says that more Tumah comes from above. What Tumah is there above? That's an incredible question, isn't it? <laughs> what what Tumah is there above? So Rashi answers, no, there's no Tumah above. According to Rashi, the Zohar doesn't have a question. It just, it just means it allows you to continue being metame yourself. Hashem doesn't protect you, doesn't help you hold back. But the Zohar answers it differently. And the Zohar answer, and the Zohar's answer helps us with this question of the difference between Onus and, and, and Shogeg. The Zohar says when you do something of, that is, of Tumah, you create a force of Tumah Lamala. You, it's your creation. It's true there's no Tumah Lamala until you start messing up. 
When you mess up, you create a force of tumor, and that force affects you. That force starts influencing you. It's your own creation. So we build up the same as we can build up reservoirs of power of Kudusha, which is ours, up in Shemaim, and that keeps on feeding us, that channels to us. So we can build up reservoirs of Tumor, and that affects us is the way the, the, way the Zohar learns it. So in, in that case, it would seem that uh, it's our actions that, that cause the, the Tumor. It's not just the object. It's, it's, it's not that there's something in the in the trough that causes the timtum. It's what we do that causes the timtum. And in the, the, I found a beautiful Tiferish Yisrael, it's a, a beautiful long piece, but what he says basically is, don't think that when it's on this Gemara, don't think that, that it, the tumor's in the sherets, in the animal that you eat. It's not that in the sherets, there's something which causes tumor. It's true that everything which the Torah asks could cause negative effect on us. But that's not why it's also. It starts with the Isur, and from the Isur we realize there's something odd with this. Um, this is not the reason of Isaviheta that there's something physical in the trough and therefore you can't eat the trough. It works the other way around. But Ki al mitzvot, he says, by doing mitzvot, Shehema Seder Hasichli, which is a, an intellectual, a, a, a system of, of thought, the whole, as we discussed, the difference between halacha with a small hay and a big hay, halacha with a big hay is a whole system of thought and of being. By following that, Hudavek Bisichli, you connect with the source of Seichel, of, of, of Chochmah. And that's how you cleave to Hashem, Yisbarach. You cleave to Hashem through wisdom. And the wisdom is by following Halacha. It means you're living in the world of Halacha, and living in the world of Halacha, you build a connection with Hashem. That's the flow. It's not that there's some poison in the object that's causing the blockage. So if that's the case, then why not a Shogeg as well? Why then? Why not? What's the difference between oynos and shogeg? So either way, if there's like poison in the object, then you should always have a problem. If it's your doing it, then when you're unintentional, you shouldn't have a problem. Whether it's oynos or whether it's shogeg, you shouldn't have a problem. Says the Rambam in Hilchus Perikalochavov. The Rambam says he talks about a case where a person has relations with his wife, doesn't check, and she lands up being a nida at that time. And he says, but it wasn't she, as far as he knew she was okay. Nothing had happened. It wasn't at a time he should be worried about anything. Everything's normal. It just so happened. And he says uh, uh, that, he, that normally, Yeah, the Rambam defines what you'd bring a chatas for when you've done a shoigeg. You do it for not having taken the trouble to check. That's what the chattas is for. The chattas is not because you landed up eating the sherets and there's some poisonous in the sherets and it affected your neshama. No, you did that, but that was unintentional. But you're not taking the trouble to check was intentional. And that's the chet. The chet is that you didn't. That fits in with the ma'arals following the, the, the chokhmah. You didn't follow the chokhmah of checking the facts properly. But in the case of an honest, you couldn't check or you weren't expected to check. You have a chazok, you don't have to check. You're entitled to rely on the, the Torah. doesn't want you going crazy. You assume a status quo unless there's a reason to think otherwise. And if you built on a status quo, you've done nothing wrong. You're not checking. It was not, 
laziness. It wasn't. It, it was nothing deliberate about that. So now we get a bit of a picture of what it is that the the timtum alev, this blocking of the chokhmah, comes from not from just the object. It comes from moving outside of the seder hachokhmah. That's what it comes from. Moving outside of the area of halacha. And that causes the tim to malev. If you do that, b'shoigeg, b'shoigeg means it was unintentional. But had you checked, you would have known. So then you have a, then you have a problem that you didn't check. For that, you bring a korban chatas. If it's b'oines that you couldn't have checked, or you weren't expected to check, then you've done nothing wrong. Then there's no, there's no, nothing has affected you at all. And the Rambam says, for example, that um, the people who, who are raised without Torah they're proper oinus. That's a teenish nishba ben akim. People who were raised without understanding Torah, even if they hear about Shabbos and Kashas, but they don't. They weren't raised that way. That's oinus. So when those people come and they start keeping Torah mitzvahs, they come with a clean slate. They come pure. There's nothing that they've done that is wrong. They start. They start off from a from a clear slate. Um, what's important in conclusion is that it doesn't work that way with the mitzvahs assays. There's a beautiful Reb Simcha Zissel in. Uh, uh, in, in Simon Reishlam and Gimel, in the first volume of, of Chochmo Musa, where Sim Chazisel proves from a Gemara in Chagiga on Daftes that if you don't do a mitzvah mitam oines, then although Hakadosh Baruch Hu's mitzarif Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives you a certain benefit, but the effect of the mitzvah on you that you don't get, it, you can't say the boines. So although when you do an avera boines, it's as if you've done nothing wrong, but if you didn't do a mitzvah boines. Then that's a that's a muvachilo yichul attacking the Gemara calls that that's that's a you've messed up in a way that you can't fix it. There's nothing you can do. You've missed out. One can miss out on a mitzvah even if it's ba'inis. So there isn't there isn't oinish for missing out. You haven't been bevatil and asayak. Kodesh Mokas mitzvah for shovel amaisa doesn't punish for that. But the spiritual effect of the mitzvah that you don't get even though it was done ba'inis.